This podcast is not sponsored by audiobooks.com. This podcast is sponsored by Not a Single Soul. If you are listening to this podcast, I have one question for you. Why? Why are you listening? Why not? it's bad. Take a crazy look. Don't do it. Why not? I can give you a lot of reasons. Hillary Duff's books. Don't make me. In Cinderella stories. You'll hear us a lot. So why not? Why not? Why not take a crazy look? You can't make me. Don't do it. No. Welcome to Cinderella Stories. With a Z, sorry, I'm eating samosas. They're very good. I believe you. My name is Dan. I'm Al. And we're reading the novels of actor, musician, mother, Milf. icon, sister of Haley. Sister of Haley Duff. <laughs> yeah. Chapter younger younger sister of Haley. Yeah, Duff, Haley Duff has like a sister, add. in case you were wondering. Anyway, we're reading this chapter by chapter. Still not sure why. Why do you think we're doing this, Al? Uh, masochism. That's right. We're currently reading the sequel to the 2010 New York Times bestseller from Simon & Schuster called Elixir. This sequel is titled Devoted. On this episode, we're talking about chapter 10. These chapters don't have names. What would you name this chapter? I think I would name this chapter Jim Jones. And the elixir of life. Okay, okay. I would call this chapter Tuxedo Taser Wielder. Whoa. Tuxedoed Taser Wielder. Did we read the same chapter? Hmm? I would read that chapter, but I... The chapter I read was not that cool. There was a taser and a Stonehenge? I think I remember that. (laughs) <laughs> and, and Albert was in it a lot randomly I do randomly. remember that because my name on Discord is Albert Okay, I want to make sure you read the same chapter here That's Ballard Because sometimes I write, read the wrong one <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see uh, <laughs> Now I'm worried But we're, we'll get into this <clears throat> By the way, if you're listening And you haven't listened to any other episode uh, Don't I mean, you can if you want to. We don't expect you guys to do it. I mean, obviously, you don't read along. We're doing this for you. Yeah. Are you ready for the sum- the chapter summary? Yes. <clears throat> Whoa. Gotta get amped up for this one. Amelia, an ethereal millennia year old little girl, follows the floating temporal consciousness of her equally ethereal millennia-year-old family. A mother, a father, and a grandfather who have been alive since ancient Greece, thanks to drinking this elixir of eternal life that they found in Ethiopia. Hate it when that happens. They decide to visit a late-night party at a Vermont mansion, which is coded as an old plantation, which is very weird. I was going to say, yeah, that was immediately what I was going to ask you. I was like, you think this is a plantation? (laughs) In Vermont, which is an interesting choice. Anyway. Well, yeah, well, that's what I was like, you know, people down here get married on plantations and it's the most fucked up thing I've Mm. ever heard. It's it's scary. Anyway, continue. Lake Lively, what's up? Uh, Did she get (laughs) married on a plantation? Uh, Oh, whoa, really? No. 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 Oh, man. Anyway, 
So they're at a party at this Vermont mansion of this secret organization called the Saviors of Eternal Life. About 20 of them are dancing and partying and counting down to midnight with a big fancy clock, outwardly bragging about taking advantage of the power they will hold with their newfound immortality. What song are they listening to? <laughs> what music they listen to? We'll get to that. Yeah. The centerpiece of the evening. No, you gotta answer that now. I'm gonna forget that. Mr. Brightside. Mr. Brightside? Dan along to Mr. Brightside. I think they're dancing to Back That Ass Up by Juvenile. <laughs> Let's play both those together. Yeah, mashup. Well, that was fun. The centerpiece of the evening is Sage, a 500-year-old young man who is chained and gagged in the center of a stone hedge-type structure with tiki torches. The plan is to sacrifice Sage in this mythical ceremony that will end Sage's immortality and life and collect the elixir of eternal life from his blood. Come. They have to strike him with a special dagger at midnight of a new waning moon or some shit. Amelia wants to stop the sacrifice, but before she can, Grandfather objects to it. He says something is wrong, the dagger is red and shouldn't be, and it's tied to the mortal world. Hate it when that happens. (laughs) They go back to the drawing board and prepare for the next full moon or whatever. Amelia expresses hesitation in helping the saviors because they, you know, talk about killing people and and worse and being assholes at high school reunions and shit like that. And she's like, when she brings up her hesitations, like, hey, maybe we should help these people be immortal. And her mom, like, tears her soul apart from the inside out. Like, they can't attack physically. I'm still confused about this part. Whoa, mood. Amelia is gone, like, from existence for a little bit. She comes back and to the family, and uh, she's straight up gaslit, girl-bossed, and gatekeeped into coming back into the fold. She really did. To basically she did promised that. to never go against them and agree and lie and whatever. She's brought up to speed about what happened while she was gone, which she's told wasn't an unpleasant time without her. So, the ceremony is going to fail because Sage has a soulmate, the ever-reincarnated... A woman, presently a 17-year-old rich girl named Clea. They need to drive them apart and get one to consent to ending this crazy bond of theirs. The family hires an actress as Lila, the caretaker to Sage, who is going to totally Stockholm Syndrome slash Phantom Thread slash Florence Nightingale him. Gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss. (laughs) Him away from Clea. Meanwhile... Mother is driving Clea away from Ben, or trying to. And I don't think she needs help, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Ben does that by himself. I, okay. <laughs> I do battle by myself, by Tyler Perry. Here's the thing. We find out all of this happened, this entire chapter timeline happened between the end of the first book, Elixir, before the beginning of this book, Devoted. Now Amelia is dedicated to keeping Sage and Clea together so that the ceremony never succeeds. End of chapter. Man. This book sucks. This book sucks. <laughs> yeah, why do we have to have structure this podcast? This book sucks. I, the same five people listen to it. Shout out to this, those five. Let's, we just, let's do our thing. 
we actually have more than five regular listeners, which surprises me, to be honest. Honestly, I don't believe you. I think I've been gaslit, gatekept, and girlbossed at. <laughs> Would you like to see the, the, the stats that I, the stat screen I have? I feel like you photoshopped those. <laughs> I'm not How that do I know they're photoshop. real? I've seen your Photoshop. You're pretty good at Photoshop. God. Um our most recent episode has 16 plays so far. Why are y'all listening to this? I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't know. understand at this point. <laughs> But we need structure. Okay, we need structure. No, we don't. Let's talk about we this chapter. Chaos. So this chapter is all in italics, which you you messaged me when we started to read the chapter saying you're over it. You're fucking done with italics. Elaborate. I don't I don't like them. Yeah. Whenever we're reading from from Emilia's perspective, it's all in italics. And while I'm so glad to spend time away from Clea and Ben, I wish there was a better font to be reading this in. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, the, the italic font. Is that the italic font of the regular font they use? It's no, not. It's a different no, font. No, it isn't. Why, it's a different, entirely new font. Why is it a new font? It's so hard to read. Is it Times? It's not Times. It's like a curlier Times New Roman, no, but worse. It's 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 even curlier than that. It's, it's like, like somewhere smushed, between. Smushed together, but. Also spaced apart. It's got like a bit of script to it. Like the S is a cursive S. Yeah. Like there's cursive mixed in with the with the with the text, which is really bizarre. And I counted on pages 152 and 153. There are one, two, three, four, four different fonts between two pages. Uh, there are. There's a lot of font, and it's not. Yeah, honestly, this book sucks, and like physically, the production of this book sucks too like the publishing aspects it's there is there's a better way to communicate that we're inside the mind of this you know crazy ethereal being without having to struggle to actually read the text itself you she why would you need to differentiate at all the text itself will do that like what right Oh, maybe people get confused, but yeah, it's pretty obvious once you I start mean, reading that. Oh, we're not in Clay's perspective. Switching, yeah, in the middle of it, it's a, like it a talks new about Clay yeah, always too. It's completely baffling why there's no good reason it's in italics. It's yeah. just to piss me off specifically. <laughs> this book is and now it's fighting working. against Al. It's, it's working. Uh, this chapter has 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 44 ellipses. Um, wow. A few of them may be used correctly, but it's a stretch. It is also 20 pages long, this, chap- this chapter, just about. 20 pages too long, if you ask me. I don't remember reading all 20 of those pages. I'm pretty sure I did, but... This poem was pretty exciting, honestly. Yeah, at least stuff happened. Stuff happened! That's what I liked about it. I didn't really like all the way it was described, but I thought that it was interesting and i want to know what happened next and things are actually happening talk about stockholm syndrome <laughs> by the way for our listeners stockholm syndrome is bullshit it's it not real yeah created by yeah it's completely fabricated by someone who didn't believe a woman yeah, <laughs> thought, just, yeah they just it was because the shit. police botched this uh this hostage situation A-cab. and the hostages were so mad at the police they started to sympathize with the their captors 
Um, and they're like, aha, it's because of this psychological phenomenon, not because the police were willing to uh, lose the hostages' lives. Good times. God. Look into it. Uh, I've got a couple fashion checks. All right. I'm down to be judgmental. Hit me with it. Only you would think that you could hide that powder blue puffy sleeve. It's kind of a peasant dress, but it might just be a baggy disaster of questionable fiber content that you wore to the spring dance. So the top of 155, when they arrive at the party in Vermont, which I like to add is out a a beautiful white colonial mansion set on Mm -hmm. 50 acres of rolling fields and pastures. Mm -hmm. Set set the tone here. These people are dancing and several of the tuxedoed and gowned guests twirled wildly on the parquet court parquet floor sorry i was thinking of the band covering the grass rate those outfits um there were outfits uh, um, tuxedos and gowns they were wearing clothing <laughs> hey hey this is more usually get okay I'm, it's not I'm just gonna, wearing I'm jeans and rate, t-shirt i'm gonna rate it rating <laughs> i i give to, how do you how do you think i feel about tuxedos um, I think I'm going to give it number out of 10. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm just going with the flow here. Answer the question. Answer the question. I don't even remember Tux- the question, Dan. You know this. Just tuxedos. Do you like tuxedos? <laughs> I don't know. I got fitted for a suit recently. That was cool. I don't know what I would look like in a tuxedo. I, I can imagine you wearing a tuxedo t-shirt before I can imagine wearing a yeah, tuxedo. Yeah, honestly, that's the vibe. I got my tuxedo t-shirt, <laughs> and I'm wearing, like, stupid shorts and docks, and then I'm just, I'm at the function, and people are like, ma'am, you have to leave, and then I'm like, oh, that hurts. God. I got mammed. I am a fan of bow ties and cummerbunds, so I am generally pro-tuxedo, but I think they are overrated. So I'm going to give tuxedos and gowns in this. An eight out of ten. Yeah, well, okay. I went to music school and am a classical musician, so I'm gonna give it a negative three hundred four thousand twenty-five out of sixty-two. Because that's what he had to wear all the time for concerts yeah. and stuff. Just like, just, I just had a closet full of like black clothing that didn't quite match each other, and I st- I still have that same closet. I don't know why I'm talking about it. Like, I don't know this this closet. Not a metaphorical closet, a literal closet that just has concert black on concert black on concert black. Um, I like wearing bright colors and uh, abolish concert black. I think you should wear rainbow colors when you play classical music professionally. I think orchestras should have a rainbow dress code Um, because color is good. And I already forgot where I was going with this. I forgot the original question. I don't really know what I'm doing right now. I just made a whole box of Trader Joe's samosas. I might make a second one. You know what's funny? I actually had a Trader Joe's candy while reading this. Oh, good. Yeah. Because a student randomly gifted me uh, dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Wait, where did he get them? From Trader Joe's in the mainland and just brought them over. Oh. Or shipped them over. Wow. That's what people do with Trader Joe's here is someone goes on vacation and brings back stuff for everyone else. That's, That's where I get my groceries. That's kind of wild for me to think about. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a trip for us. Wow. It's a wow. You brought some back from Trader Joe's. It's so nice. <laughs> it's like, you know, to go on a plane across the Pacific Ocean to get it. Bro, that's I grocery shop at Trader Joe's and like the corner store in my neighborhood, which rules like shout out to Conseco's like. 
before Ida, they had fully stocked shelves. I just want to add, like they're they're not new to this game. You know, they're they're in it to win it. Nice. You ready for the next fashion check? I guess. So on top of one fifty seven, we get the description of the Stonehenge with the tiki torches lining the perimeter. And what sat in the middle was horrifying. Oh, can I read it? <clears throat> yes. A flat rock altar with a man chained to it. He was shirtless, his muscles standing taut in the torchlight. The chains pulled his arms wide above his head and his feet were shackled together and bound tightly to the altar. A gag blocked all but the most guttural sounds as he struggled against his bonds. Sweat poured down his face. Rate that outfit. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Actually, no. no nine out. Nine out of ten. Note. It, I feel like it could be a little, a little gayer. We we don't know his his shorts or pants or jorts. I like to imagine he's wearing jorts. He's no. He has his dick out. Why wouldn't he have his <laughs> dick out? He, he's obviously naked. This is like the. This weirdest. is shirtless, not naked. No, which is very weird to phrase it that way. I mean, well, he. I mean, shirtless isn't incorrect if he is naked. I wouldn't um, describe. Why don't we get a description of his pants? What is he Winnie wearing? <laughs> he just Winnie the Poohs it all the time, bro. He Donald Ducks it on the regular. Donald so Duck without never... a shirt. <laughs> so he's, he's naked, he's shirtless. <laughs> don't no, you see? He, you don't get it, He canonically it, wears jeans. He canonically wears jeans. We don't know that. We really don't know that. <laughs> we, it's been said many times. Every time he's in a scene, he's right. In the previous book, all he ever wore were jeans. I bet those jeans smelled terrible. <laughs> he never takes them off. He's he never an takes, He's just farting into those jeans daily. <laughs> oh, no. He doesn't wash them in the ocean. <laughs> he, does, he, he definitely doesn't do that. Dan, wow. How many years did you wash your jeans in the ocean, by the way? Like, how a many years? A solid year and a half. Did they just smell bad all the time? I'm sorry, that's like kind of a mean way. Actually, like, they didn't smell that bad, to be honest. That's kind of, that's kind of, well, you live in Hawaii, the water's clean there. I'm picturing someone just dunking it into the Gulf of Mexico, and I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, I visited uh, Miami for a wedding from here, and I was like, why is the you water guys brown? go to this beach? Yeah. Like, why is this water so brown, ugly? Why yeah. did I think it would be pretty? I don't know. A shout out to our Florida listener. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shout out to the Gulf Coast. I've spent my whole life here. I give this outfit a 9 out of 10 because we don't get pant descriptions. I want to know what the pants are. Um, also, I just want to say that uh, my freshman roommate in college always wore jeans. I never saw him not did wearing he like, jeans. Did he sleep in jeans? He slept in jeans. That's so he, like, what, he never left the bed. Also, pretty much ever. He was like a Charlie and Chocolate Factory type fam, type room oh I had going God. on. And went to the, when he went to the bathroom, he would take off his shirt, but I think he kept on his jeans. That's Which is very bizarre. That's, uh, wow, well, I, I kind of feel for this dude. I feel like... I do shit like that. I feel like if someone looked a little going too through closely some shit. at me, yeah, they'd be like, why do you do this all the time? And I would just be like, you know, it's the answer to that is because I'm transgender, but I don't want to say that. So anyway, like my, my dude here could be going through some shit if he's just like, needs he was to going through his, some shit. That's, that's true. scary, dude. I am constantly going through shit. No, I 
Manic jean season. Manic jean season. Send us your jeans photos. (laughs) Gentlemen, it's your turn. Manic sundress season is gone. (laughs) Now it's on to the jeans. At the podcast. Show us your jeans. Show us your jeans. The next fashion check is right after this. It is? Two men flanked him, each holding a taser. Then later on, both men were wearing tuxedos. They drank champagne between shocks, clinking glasses with their newly arrived friends. Dudes rock. (laughs) Dudes rock. (laughs) (laughs) Just tasing him and drinking champagne, clinking, wearing tuxedos. Tasing with my bros. In my fresh penguin suit. No one else glanced at the tortured man on the rock. Bro, no one else cares about Sage either. It's canon. (laughs) We only care about these bros. (laughs) Yeah. I care more about Sage than I do Ben or Cleo. Uh, I only care about Reyna and myself. Me too. And and Nico. Can't forget Nico. Oh, Nico's Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Man. I care about myself as well. That's it for fashion check that I have for this chapter, I think. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, Sage has a gag. Of course he does. Would you like to read on 159? Albert turned to one of the taser wielders who reached behind a boulder and took out a large velvet box. He opened it to reveal a golden hilt and scabbard. With great ceremony, Albert took the hilt in one hand, the scabbard in the other, then separated the two, brandishing a glistening sharp dagger. Everyone gasped appreciatively. A plunge into his heart will sever his soul, Albert said. There was silence. Then applause. Behind his gag, Sage screamed. I felt ill. The clock read 11.59.05. How could my family be okay with this? They must be having second thoughts. I looked at their faces. Nope. No second thoughts. They looked ecstatic. If we... They were just vibing. (laughs) They were just vibing. In that moment, we were... (laughs) We were just vibing at 11.59.05. My favorite time of the evening. That was the picture you sent to me when you were finishing. It was behind his gag. Sage screamed. Yeah. That's the name of this chapter. Behind his gag, Sage screamed. Yeah. Um, what's weird about the weirdest thing about this chapter, there are a lot of weird things going on here. A lot of weird things from the grandpa talking about uh, trying to find uh, people to do the sacrifice through Facebook. To, <laughs> that was pretty great. Uh, <laughs> to uh, the grandfather saying when she when Amelia was gone for a month, he said he said, <clears throat> you were gone a long time, Amelia, grandfather said. It was not unpleasant. Who the <laughs> like, fuck's fuck that? Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and the whole scene with the family is really uncomfortable to me. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty like gnarly and palpable and not fun. Oh, I thought it very uh like very comfortable because I was like, yeah, it really it really was like that, huh? The weirdest thing about this chapter was this guy, Albert, who we only met like two chapters ago, knows everything. Like, I think yeah, he's being set up as like guy? the big bad villain of this thing because of the bottom of 167. Would you like to read the chapter at the bottom of 167? No, but I'll do it anyway. I can do it. I'll do it. Good, because I have no idea what you're talking about. So, I began nonchalantly. Did you ever find out what went wrong with a ceremony? 
grandfather had. The problem, he realized, was Sage's connection with Clea Raymond, the woman from the picture. It was no secret to us that Clea and Sage were in love, or even that their love had spanned lifetimes and reincarnations. This was all information Albert had known and shared with Grandfather. Who the fuck? <laughs> Albert, sorry. Like, how does he know? I got distracted. They dropped the Animal Crossing update two days early. Why? It's That's live. Fine. Nice. Holy is shit. that your plug? D- yeah, I guess that is my plug. Go. They. They. De- they. They dropped the Animal Crossing update two days early. Go download it. God, nice. my island looks like fucking shit. What were we talking Wait, about? Wait, we gotta finish this chapter. Oh, <laughs> I no, just read about how I just read about how Albert knew about Clea and oh, Sage yeah. and we've never met Albert before. Who the fuck is Albert? Who is Albert? Besides an American tourist. Um, you did theorize, if I recall, that Albert is Clea's dad. Did I say that? Or did I make this up right now? I think that's you my theory. Said that. Yeah, I, I think say Albert that. is Clea's dad. Maybe. That explains everything. Wow. But wouldn't Sage recognize him? Oh, he would. But we have we But Sage hasn't had the opportunity to like say that. Because Albert wasn't the one with the Albert wasn't at the ceremony with the dagger, right? So Clea's dad is trying to suck off Sage while he's bound and gagged at Stonehenge and everyone uh, oh, was just Albert? having cultivating real Jonestown vibes in the I just don't understand. We have this big baddie being set up, this big villain of the story, Albert. This name is Albert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we're spanning millennia here we're spanning consonants here and the best name for a villain four different continents the best name we can come up with is albert an american tourist you know what if i get my gender markers and names changed and they won't let me just have al i'll put albert down but i'll still just go by al it's, is it because of this book? As an, an, an homage, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you know I'll fucking do it. I'm crazy. I'll, I'll do that shit. That sounds like fun. Actually, yeah, that's going to be my new legal name. When people ask me what Albert, it's short for, yeah. Albert the American Tourist? Yeah, that's <laughs> What's the full short name. For? That's the middle name. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah, so speaking of Albert, the bottom 160, it's a what the fuck section. Uh... The grandfather stops the ceremony, right? Stop! Abort the ceremony! Like a, like a wedding, objecting to the wedding? <laughs> yeah, does anybody object? God. And uh, mom's, the, uh, why did you stop us? A woman demanded. Look at the dagger! Grandfather rasped. The dagger glowed bright red. Albert screamed and let it thump to the ground. <laughs> it's hot! He cried and glared at grandfather. What happened? You promised us. You promised us immortality. And you will have it, Grandfather said, but only if you prepare properly. You've read the texts, Albert. The red-hot blade mean he's still tied to the mortal world. Had you stabbed him, the ceremony would have failed. That's impossible, Albert sputtered. We did everything right. Like who Albert the fuck is this guy? simultaneously yeah. knows everything, knows nothing. Nothing, like, yeah. What? Who is this guy? Who's he supposed to be? Who is this guy? Who, like, who? I mean, it ha- if it has to be Clea's dad, 
But like, otherwise, this is really stupid. Is he playing dumb? What's happening? I don't. This doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, me. Oh, he just wanted to kill Sage, right? But no, when does, I don't, when does where, where did you get that information? I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> All right. Wow. All these people are giving me big QAnon vibes. The, the savior, the saviors of eternal oh, yeah. life. I was about to ask you to read top of 156. There's two words here that stuck out to me. Did it stick out to you? Uh, I just have uh, QAnon written in the margins, but we'll be like those. We'll be like those freaks talk about shadow government. We can make all kinds of shit happen. <laughs> Someone pisses us off. Wouldn't even have to do it ourselves. Whole world afraid of us. Everything we want. Unstoppable. Forever. Bathing in the blood of Christian children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you had the last part. Christ killers! I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! I would like to point out that when I asked you about, I don't know, fifth, like 10, 15, I think it was 15 episodes of this ago. How many episodes have we recorded of this? I think we're at 25, Jesus I think. Jesus Christ, this dude. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> about... The middle of Devoted, I asked you what you would do if you had immortality thanks to Elixir. And you would say that you would like to age outwardly, but be immortal. And you would be what, you know, the George Soros conspiracy theorists talk about. You'd be the exact <laughs> opposite of these people. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> to see myself reflected back at me, you know? It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember which chapter that was that we talked about. Want me to take it up right now or just let the super fans find it? Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't care. All right. Um, Eat the rich. You know, the fact they're on this plantation is very weird to me. Oh, yeah. This colonial mansion in Vermont. Vermont. Also, I like the quotes. Oh, so you just read some of the quotes that that Amelia overheard from the people dancing around waiting for the counting down for the, the party, right? The saviors of eternal life. Yes. Yes. The bottom of 155. I'm going to read some more quotes that were overheard. I can't wait for my 50th high school reunion. They'll look like shit. But me, dot, dot, dot. Mood. We can have anything. We can walk in and rob a bank. What are, they what are they going to do? do? Shoot, Shoot us? us? <laughs> That's a great We'll line. be rich. <laughs> da, da, da. Any woman, any time. Can't fight us off, dude. Ooh. Because of the implication. Because of the implication. Because of the implication. Don't think small. We'll be indestructible. You know what people will pay for that? You know what countries would pay for that? Dot, dot, dot. I love My how God. countries has to be unitalicized. Yeah, this whole fucking chapter is So it just looks like, you know what... Countries would pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> and the next sign, my God, we could ask for anything. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> anything? And the, wow. the thought is so different that it's very jarring it's to see so the unintelligible words. Bizarre. It like goes from like uh, it's cursive font it to Arial Black, basically. <laughs> like not that exactly, but it feels like that. Wait, wait. So speaking of QAnon, um. You mentioned the Facebook Speaking thing. I QAnon. needed to. I needed to uh, circle back to that. Um, 
So what are you suggest? So what are you suggesting? Grandfather asked. We find a more acceptable group of people and then bring the sacrifice to them. <laughs> How do you propose we find them? A Facebook post? Click here to apply for eternal life. That is what has aged the worst in this book because. It's that would absolutely work in 2021. People have had their brains turned. Boomers have had their brains turned absolutely fucking mush. This aged just well. Just by Facebook. This yeah. It would be like, oh, eternal life? Yeah, this has to be right. Gotta tell my kids about this. Also, the vaccine is gonna give you massive balls, according to Nicki Minaj's cousin, you know? So the funniest thing about this is that this book was, this book came out in 2011, right? Yet this person who has been alive for over 2,000 years, he's older than Christ, right? Yeah, well, he's on Reddit, <laughs> He, he knows about Facebook in 2011. He's on Reddit in 2011. In the last Italian chapter, he asked Reddit. It's just, it's just weird that this, you know, 3,000-year-old person is really up to date on this technology in the last five years. Yeah, because he's a Redditor, yeah. He has um, <laughs> a jar full of c- I'm cutting this bit. No, I'm you have to talk. This. This no, makes me feel no, no. This is, to, this is to pander to the bronies. Um, at the podcast, if you remember what the blue My Little Pony is called. I don't remember. I'll keep that part. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cut out the context. <laughs> they'll understand the context immediately. The whole Reddit bit? Yeah, they'll be able to put that two and two together. God. I used to be a Redditor. I, I'm still a Redditor. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, I mean... So he's not like on the defaults, like the smaller subreddits are, are good to go, right? Yeah, actually, well, it all okay. depends on the places you are. The up transgender lurking. subreddits are a mess to be expected. Um, also, the Western martial arts and HEMA subreddits uh, are the ones I'm in do a good job of keeping out the weird white supremacist people, but sometimes they break through. Oh, and good. It's always just a really weird moment whenever I'm just like, what, what, are we, what are we doing now? No, what, what? No, go away. <laughs> I haven't touched Reddit in two years now, besides to look up random glitches or stuff that I'm looking for someone's help with. But no, I used to be on there every like hour of every day. It was bad. Well, uh, I mean, like, where were you <laughs> on the Reddit that you're, you're oh, speaking let, about let, like let this? Me, let me look at my Reddit real quick. No, no, nowhere nefarious. Like I was, I was never in like in a dark place. Just in like, just I was one of the most frequent contributors on the Wii U subreddit way back. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, but it's just I just wasted so much. I'd have gained very little from my experience on Reddit, to be honest. Um, oh, I don't actually post. I don't think I, I don't actually interact with anyone. I just upvote and downvote and read stuff. I would never make a comment on Reddit. Don't you wouldn't catch look me. Look at my profile. Oh, here we go. Any posts? Uh, posting about Smash Bros. Checks out. Posting short videos. Checks out. Uh, I my first viral post or the first post that had a lot of upvotes was da- uh, Brian David Gilbert's Skyrim video. Way back. That's a good one. Wow, how many years ago was that? That was uh, over three years ago now. That was wow. March, 20, March 29th, 2018. That was three years ago. It's not that interesting, but I just am very glad I'm no longer a part of the community because frequently 
the comment section would be a total minesweeper section of incels and awful people and assholes. And I didn't feel like aggregated wise, I felt like they still floated to the top all the time. I feel like shitty people always floated to the top no matter what, you know? As someone entering my incel era, you, you just just read it. Don't make a comment. And don't read all the comments. Read, like, two of them and then be like, you know what? I don't need to see what else is here. Yeah. Yeah, nothing nefarious. Just, like, I could have easily gone down the incel route, and I'm very glad I did not. I... I guess I never you're really not had a an choice. You're just, you're just aesthetically an incel. I, I want to be an incel. Um... You you want to hate women? <laughs> no, I I want to I I don't know I don't I I don't you know I just I think it's kind of funny I just don't understand it so I think oh it's camp I want to like see what yeah it's like kind of it is kind of camp right it's like a drag king it's a drag drag queen persona of like yeah okay a highly ironic joking bit like how does the other half live? I've always had people be disgusting at me my whole entire life, so I don't really know what that perspective is like, and I'm fascinated, and I'm like, wow, I would like people to leave me the fuck alone. I'm not emotionally mature enough to, 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 be, doing, to be dating people, like, God. Uh, at the podcast, if you want to help me enter my incel era, I already own a lot of swords, and we'll talk to you about them. For as long as you want me to. But, uh, yeah, other suggestions, welcome. Um, I'm an ethical incel, though. I don't actually hate women. You're, you're an incel who fucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an incel. I really am an incel who fucks. But, um, but it's like, aren't humans full of contradictions anyway? Think about that. That's true. I contradict myself. Yeah. Wow, this kitten is so soft, but she's so bad. I wish I could get her to make a noise into the microphone. Minnie, say something. Yeah, but now I'm on Twitter all the time instead of Twitter. And <laughs> Which is so much healthier than Reddit, right? I mean, yes, actually, I, like, I would argue my I mental reading, health is a lot better I'm now. I'm reading a thread about people just absolutely shitting on New Orleans for no reason. And I'm like, why am I reading why? this? I, yeah. It was one of those stupid clickbaity articles, which definitely got me because someone quote tweeted it. Um, about like cities that are that are sinking. Oh, and <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why people quote retweet things they hate. That always baffles me. Um, because I have something to say and I need to shout it into the void. So get with the program, Dan. But um, no, but you're sharing things that make you upset. So that uh, you guys can be miserable too. I don't want to be pissed off just by myself. That's no fun. I don't want to be pissed off at all. <laughs> This thread is missed. So New Orleans is already underwater. They're just not wet most of the time. That is that is just false. We are wet all of the time because it is this is a very moist place to live. Moist. I know people hate that word. I love saying it. So fuck off. Moist. Um, moist. It's been said before, but New Orleans is perhaps one of the worst places, geographically speaking, you could ever choose to build a city. Before the swamp, like before the swamp was drained and the settlement was on high ground, it was fine. Draining the swamp and extending the city wasn't a great idea. All right, bro, so go back two hundred years and tell them that. Like, what do you want us to do? Like, I, I, I didn't put that there. I didn't. I didn't drain the swamps. 
What are you doing in my swamp? What are you doing in my swamp? Actually, last one. This one's just funny. Uh, bro, so much shit happens there. I feel bad for the people who live there. Like, give them a break, Mother Nature. Jeez. Which I kind of feel 24-7, and I'm kind of glad. I feel very validated that someone not from here. Anyway. So, um, I started writing my new novel. A novel novel. For National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo. And uh, I had a bit of a writer's block today, which is bad because it's, you know, three days in. But I'm just bad at writing prose. So write some cons. So I started a new document, keeping track. I started writing some outfits for my characters to be wearing. I started my own fashion check to make sure in every scene I describe what everyone is wearing. Oh, yeah. There you go. Would you like to hear one of these outfits? Sure. This is for the bassist, whose name is Grace, who is the main character. Uh, her hair is black, shorter length, uh, black shoulder length, slightly wavy, frayed ends, uh, never dyed. <clears throat> so at the concert, the first concert that the book opens with, she's wearing a washed charcoal black graphic band tour t-shirt transformed into a crop top as well as high-waisted cuffed jeans, but footwear, gray no-show socks, and white vans. Then for accessories, a black scene bracelet on the left wrist, a hand-me-down past-gen Apple Watch on the right wrist, simple stud earrings. As for the makeup, heavy black eyeliner, purple eyeshadow, black mascara, gray lipstick, no blush. Rate that outfit. That's so thorough, and I forgot, like, half of it while you were saying it, but <laughs> the no-show socks, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, my goal now is, is because I've been criticizing this thing, and because I realized how important it is to me. Oh, you gotta put your money where me, your mouth is. Visually, I gotta put my money where my mouth is. I'm, I'm keeping track of their outfits in every scene. <laughs> wow. For every major character. Yeah, you talked shit, and now you fucked around, and now you're gonna find out <laughs> that describing outfits is actually not a fun, like, not a, not an easy task. I actually enjoy it. It's not easy. That's not it, because I got, I got to, like, if someone is fashionable, I got to come up with a good outfit for them, which is a lot of work for, you know, um, for someone who doesn't necessarily have the body top to wear uh, crop tops or. Uh, Fuck that. If you've got a body, you can put a crop top on it. Right. But I'm running this for a petite uh, woman. So like it's a little very different, you know, anyone uh, can wear a crop things top. That can wear. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's fun so far. I'm, I'm enjoying this exercise and I highly recommend if you're a writer, describe the outfits of your characters. You might be surprised how much it can tell you about them non-verbally. Yeah, I'm writing a book, but I don't have that option. So take that option for me. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have that option? Because I'm I'm not writing I'm not writing fiction. <laughs> well, you're still wearing outfits. Is everyone to, naked? <laughs> I, what am I gonna do? Like. Uh, <laughs> What was what was Paolo Freire wearing? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I actually have never seen a picture of him. Um, no, I have. What are you writing a book about? I'm writing a book about white supremacy and ed, uh, privatized education. How the privatization oh. educa uh, education is uh, reinforces white supremacy in America. It does. Yeah. You know. You know what that reminds me of? 
What does it remind Have you heard of? of this book, Devoted? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what this is actually when all about. When they were torches. They were yeah, tiki, the tiki torches, torches randomly in the stone That was a dog whistle. Stonehenge was this. a dog whistle. Let's talk about that. Vermont is a dog whistle. So this Colonial Vermont, estate is colonial a dog whistle. estate, 50 acres, right? And then Facebook it's all is a dog whistle at this off. point. It's all topped off with this Stonehenge in the middle of this field with tiki torches. What kind of fucked up culture are you building this from? What? Like, there weren't tiki torches at Stonehenge. There weren't Stonehenge with tiki torches. Why are you combining? It's so white. It is so white. Yeah. There's a lot happening here. Yeah. But back to your book. That sounds like it's not fun to write. It's not. It's horrible. <laughs> I just, I, I just, like, exist in a city where public schools don't exist. And, like, that fact to me is so disturbing that it led me to all this, like, research that I just, like, started doing on my own because I was just, like, curious about, you know, how did this, how did schools here end up like this? Now, like, I teach here, I should know about the history of this district and why the schools here are like this. And I just, like, have uncovered so much that's just, like, unbelievable. And then it just, like, makes me think about the American schooling system at large and how... Like, New Orleans isn't really anything special. It's just already at the next step that other places are, are trying to take to completely privatize education, which is a horrifying thought. Whew. And, like, I, it's coming from a place of, like, I, I went to private school, and it fucked with my head so much. But also, from that experience, the things I taught and the kind of, the kinds of things I studied, I was like, at these, this kind of thing was absolutely, uh, like, reinforcing... Things that white supremacy values, like traditional family structure or like learning about when we learn about history, learn about like the Western classics before anything else. And I will say that my high school did a really good job of like naming that and saying that and deconstructing it. So like these ideas have been in my head for a very mm. long time. But <clears throat> I like saw it as I was going through it. And then as an adult looking back and being like, well, you know. They, the only languages that are offered to us are, you know, Latin, Spanish, French, colonial languages. And like yet we were in Houston, a place where people are speaking like more languages than that and interest in learning languages that aren't just from Europe. And, you know, and it's like, well, why are those the three that are offered? And it's like, well, first of all, Catholic school, like what do you expect? Uh, and second of all, um just like this complete revering of like Western cultures above all others. And that's saying some, that's just someone who has a lot of hobbies that have a lot of white supremacists in it, that I'm always kind of hyper aware of these things. Classical like, music, <laughs> classical music, uh, HEMA, <laughs> historical European martial arts, like a lot of. It's, well, that's what HEMA is. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell if you're talking about a disease or a FEMA. It was a dis oh, it's a disease, Dan. You have no idea. <laughs> You have no idea. Also, I, saw, I, found the, I found some meme page. I finally found the meme pages after like nine months of being in this hobby. So uh, I'll, yeah. I'll send you some memes. And I, but, uh, I also have some white supremacist hobbies or used to have. I used to be really into I, history. Okay, well, okay. Well, I, I 
think phrasing it like white supremacist hobbies is like a, a terrifying is, way to say that's, that's the scariest thing that has way. ever fucking well, how'd come you out of phrase it? How would you phrase I, it? I thought you hobbies, said it that way. No, no, no. Hobbies that usually contain a lot of like weird white supremacists. <laughs> okay. Canceling like, myself real quick. Yeah. You're just like, what? I, I meant what you term. meant. I just I said know. weird. I just like, the, I know what you meant too, but I'm just like, if this is something that people end up listening to, like it should be clarified that it's like white supremacist hobby sounds like you're like, I love burning crosses on people's lawns. <laughs> I'm into hobbies that frequently contain a lot of white supremacists. It's like, oh, you like super duper white people stuff, like history and classical music. Man, I mean, I have a history degree. Yeah. And a lot of my classes were about military history, which really sucks. Yeah. Well, and okay, I kind of love that because that relates to my very specific interests. But go yeah, on. Yeah, right. Some parts were fun, but I didn't like how it, it was always framed, you know, from the weird point of view of people who are romanticizing it in a weird, really weird thing. But the point is that at a college, I taught U.S. history for a year. And it was awful. Because I silly realized throughout the year how the curriculum and the textbook were so ridiculously like framing it around capitalism and capitalists as like the saviors. That's so wild because America definitely like capitalism is an important Rockefeller like, yeah, is important to the history of America. But just, like, the judgment that it's inherently a good thing is really aging like milk because we're all kind of suffering under this fucking late capitalist yeah. hellscape. I don't know. <laughs> like it's the massive it was, labor movement that's happening right now. Yeah. Like nobody's yeah. it was happy. It's very disillusioning. Exactly. Very disillusionment airy. Because you know, you, they only really taught up until never got the Nixon, you know? Never got some shit actually gets good. You know, it's all up until then when it's all, you know, white history for the most part. And, oh, yeah, there was this thing called Civil War and let's skip over it. <laughs> you know, you can talk about the Civil War, but not the Reconstruction. You know, it's very weird. It's I mean, yeah, they want to talk about how the, I, the fact Americans are fed so much like an absurd amount of propaganda. And it's it's baffling. It's so hard to deprogram. I'm still deprogramming a lot of stuff that I learned. Yeah. The stuff that I learned, the stuff that I taught, I'm still reprogramming that like insanely. Like every every day, I, I I think something. I'm like, wait, why do I think that? Oh my god, I was taught that. Oh, why do I? Why was I taught that? You know, absolutely, it's very interesting. Wild. Yeah, yeah. So uh, your topic does interest me. I don't think I would enjoy reading it, but I am interested in reading. Yeah, it. exactly. I'll give you, I'll give you the cliff's notes. Uh- <laughs> Meanwhile, my book is a lot of fun. It's about an indie, an indie rock band on the rise and the group dynamics between them. And there's a queer romance that's built in there, which is fun to write. And I'm also writing song lyrics, which is also fun. Wow. I've never had fun doing either of those things. Um. Uh, I would like people to send me songs that open with voicemail messages, by the way. <laughs> Because there's a yeah. band in this that I'm writing in. It's just two guys and their whole gimmick. They're called voicemail full and their whole gimmick. Again, this is fictional, but it could be real. Their entire gimmick is that each song begins with a voicemail message. One of them got from at least to date. Yeah, that should just be the whole Which, song. It's just samples of voicemails. <laughs> just samples of voicemails. Just samples of voicemails. Yeah, like just no vocals, just guitar. Yeah, be like, surprise, playing. this is a noise music show. <laughs> the noise is whoever is this woman Didn't you who's already also make the all show your characters next. non-binary yeah. and shit it's a noise show 
right. just 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 roll the the voicemails. God, I like the idea. Like theoretically, noise shows sounds interesting. And then I actually go to one. I'm like, why? It's horrible. Why? I'm like, what the fuck am I here? I want to go home. <laughs> Unless it's mine. Unless it's mine. And then I'm like, well, you're here to see me anyway. So are you really here for the music or? Yeah. yeah. I just don't understand people who like <clears throat> seek out noise, you know? I don't think they get it either. <laughs> it's all performance art. Honestly, yeah. I'll have to ask. I have a friend who's in a noise band and I just don't understand. I don't think you need to understand, you know? I think you can just be. It's camp. It's camp, yeah, <laughs> truly. That's really camp? what this is all about. It's absolutely camp. Man. Oh my god, it's so past my bedtime. It's 10 o'clock. Oh man, I, yeah, I, I should get ready soon to go get food and then go to rehearsal for Joy Luck Club, which opens this month. This month is going to be crazy for me. All right, I am writing a novel this month for <laughs> Nano Sorry, are you playing an Asian words. woman in a play? No, I am a token white person and oh, which shows okay. up for two minutes. I just sorry, I just had a moment. I was like, Argh. Yeah, no, Interesting it, it, it's casting. It's a good question to ask. <laughs> I am one of the two white guys in the show out of I think thirteen or fifteen people. And we have very we have like one scene each and we have like ten lines between us. It's great. Nice. <laughs> I get to be backstage most of the time. I play a drunk and then I play this rich white fiance who messes up at dinner because he's super white. Wow, yeah, you're like a... He doesn't know how to use chopsticks. Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> it's it's funny, though. I get to be the comic relief. Yeah, you know? that's... Pr- I mean, it's fun to act, but... Fun to act, yeah. And I, I used to be bad with chopsticks, but it's and fun. And you live but, in yeah, Hawaii. I, I feel like out. that's like... Yeah. That's like <laughs> yeah, doing right? some... Yeah. It's sacrilegious. I uh, blasphemous, I should say. I'm writing a novel. I'm in that play, which opens this month. I'm also going to the film festival this week. Uh, I'm also teaching all at the same time. This month is insane for me. So uh, if you guys don't get a, an episode every week, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Why do you want one anyway? All you right. want to listen to two uh, dudes talk about Hillary Duff? Kinda yeah, sucks. I don't understand why we have more than 10 listeners right now. They're all dudes, too. What are you guys doing? No, they aren't, actually. Actually, most of them are actually women. Uh, majority really? of our listeners are actually women. Okay, now. well, there's yeah, Sam. Um, there's... I don't know who the there's fuck my sister, my sister in law, uh, Sam's uh, sister in law, I should say. Oh, that's uh, wild. actually it's about half and half right now. Damn. Let's look at the last. Wait, let me look at the last seven days. <laughs> oh, never mind. The last seven days is 100 percent male. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I know who is listening to this podcast. It's a bunch of dudes listening to a bunch of dudes talk about Hillary Duff. Oh, that's weird. Sam, because Sam's listen. Oh, my, our stats are off. Our stats are totally wrong right now. See, that's why I don't believe you. I think you've made all of our stats up. I think I'm being gaslit, gatekept, and girl bossed. Good points made all around. Uh, that's pretty much it for what I, I want to talk about. I'm going to plug. Um, what was I going to plug? Animal Crossing update is live now. November yes, 3rd. I also plug in the new Mario Party game. The new Mario Party game rules. Actually, it's a, a great online mode. I can't believe I'm saying these words out loud. It's awesome. The new Mario Party game is legit. It's awesome. Get it as well. Party hot. Highly recommended. And also see the movie Last Night in Soho. Uh, I fucking love that movie. It's definitely a bit divisive because uh, it's very stylistic, but I fucking loved it. Got any plugs besides Animal Crossing? 
I do. I got a couple that I can text if you need one. No, oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, wait, I don't get it. Okay, I get it now. If you know, you know. <laughs> All right, that's pretty much it. I'm gonna stop recording now. Yeah, I gotta go to bed. All right, bye. Me 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 me. Before you go away, go away, go away. Wait, this one's over. Let it go and subscribe. Next episode comes next Sunday or next Monday. Please go rate our podcast on iTunes today. Don't log off. Please just go and. Please follow our Twitter till next Sunday or next Monday. Haven't you told a friend? Check us out today. Okay. Hello. Please tell me I'm interrupting something.